Hey there, it's Jen Lawrence. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurial Ease. This podcast explores the role stress and trauma can play in entrepreneurship. Learn about how trauma can manifest in your business and how you can take steps to identify and manage triggers. You will learn practical tips and practices to help you increase your window of tolerance so you can better serve your customers and clients. Welcome. Hey there, it's Jen. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Entrepreneurial Ease. Today, I wanted to talk about from divorce loss to entrepreneurial boss, starting a business after divorce. I was a um, divorce coach for a number of years through the pandemic, as some of you may know. And I've also been through divorce myself. And I know that for a lot of folks, women in particular, um, divorce can really do a number on your self-esteem, particularly if you've not been working outside the home um, or if somehow your job has, you know, if you've taken a, a step back in your job because often women do have a disproportionate share on the home front when it comes to childcare and housework and all of those things. So it's not uncommon to find yourself after divorce having to rethink your relationship with work. And for a lot of women, particularly midlife women like myself, the um, the traditional workforce is not always the friendliest place to be. So I know that a lot of women find themselves pursuing entrepreneurship post-divorce, which I think is an excellent way to Uh, rebuild your finances and your self-esteem, but it is not without some hurdles. So that's what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode. So whether you want to take on a side hustle to help rebuild your finances or want to return to paid work, the time after divorce can be a natural time to consider entrepreneurship. If you are not divorced or divorcing, um, you might also find this episode interesting because any loss that you have felt, um, whether that's you've gone through an illness or you have perhaps had a job loss, um, you might be able to find some of the points in this podcast resonate as well. So, you know, for some people, it can seem like a great time to make the leap into entrepreneurship after divorce. Um, others may caution you that, you know, it's foolhardy to take on stress and risk at a time when a lot of other stuff has fallen apart. Um, but I happen to think it's a great time to pursue entrepreneurship. I did it myself. And um, these were kind of four standout reasons that I think it could be a good idea. One is that you're in a time of recalibration. You know, you're hitting the reset button on everything. You've probably rethought your housing and other lifestyle decisions. So, you know, if you've been keeping a certain lifestyle afloat with big mortgage payments and car payments, you know, when you divorce, you tend to take a pretty close look at your finances and you'll often make a lot of lifestyle changes. So, you know, as you trim back your lifestyle, and the cost of maintaining that lifestyle, you know, whether that's lawn services for a big property or premium gasoline for a luxury car, um, you might decide to take some of that money, you know, out of the system. And you might wanna invest some of that money into a business. So if you're happy living on less for a while, you know, you might actually have the cash flow to build your business, particularly if it's a business that doesn't take a huge outtake of resources. You know, after divorce may not be the best time to plunge millions into a new restaurant or something. 
um, unless you have a lot of money at your disposal. But it might be a great time to start to monetize the kinds of things that you've already been doing. The second opportunity is for those of us going through gray or midlife divorce. You know, the kids have often left home and we have an empty nest, so we have more time. Uh, and we can also find that some of the household expenses are going down. You know, there aren't sports to pay for, orthodontia, college tuition may be behind you. So again, if you've been kind of downsizing your life and have some cash flow at your disposal, it could be an interesting time to pursue entrepreneurship. Um, you may have some seed capital. You know, lots of folks receive a cash settlement in divorce, particularly if they've not been working outside the home, there may be support payments. Um, if you get a lump sum payment of say you've sold a house or there's equalization payments, um, I like to look at it like a severance package. And that's why this podcast might resonate with folks who've lost a job. Um, you know, you can see it as a severance package. And so you've got some time to figure out what you want to do and perhaps invest some of that money in a business. And if you are getting, you know, ongoing maintenance payments, again, putting those towards building your business can be helpful. So if you see divorce funds as seed capital for your business, you know, it's kind of the ultimate in other people's money. So it's emotionally satisfying and it's also money that you're meant to grow. Finally, you know, when you feel that you have left to, less to lose, your appetite for risk tends to grow. So, you know, when you're in that kind of comfortable married life and everything is going as expected, starting a new business may feel like you're like upsetting the apple cart or sort of taking money out of fun, family finances. But in divorce, you know, it's everything's kind of up in the air anyways. You're moving and shifting a lot of things around. So the idea of taking on some new risk might actually not seem so scary um, for a lot of people, you know, who have gone through the divorce process and faced their fears. You can feel somewhat empowered and that empowerment can be you know, very useful as a catalyst for a business. So what kind of business ideas should you pursue? Well, you know, it's really business success is usually when you found the intersection of your skills, your interests and what the market wants. So, you know, I use with my clients like Myers-Briggs type indicator. Um, there's lots of career tools out there that you can use to identify your skills and talents and work style. Um, and you start to come up with some transferable skills. Have you been doing something as a hobby that you can monetize? Um, you want to find out what people want. So, you know, you're going to do some market research. Does a business you want to start already exist? Is it successful? Is the market saturated? How will your offering differ? Uh, is there a lot of competition? If you do a SWOT analysis or a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threat analysis of the business environment, you can start to see if this is a good idea or if there are any red flags. So, you know, you can start to see what people are looking at. I'm a big fan of using Pinterest search engine and a website called answerthepublic.com. And that actually shows you what people are searching for. So you can start to see, you know, if there's a need for the kinds of things that you're offering. Before you launch a post-divorce business, um, you got to do some basic groundwork. You know, everyone's always interested in like hiring someone to do graphic design or coming up with a name or a website. And those things are important, particularly because if they are exciting, they're going to keep you really motivated. But you're also going to want to do some research about, um, 
you know, what gaps do you need to fill? If you've decided that you're on a certain path but don't have all the skills, start to fill those gaps. Um, If you are negotiating your divorce settlement, um, tell your family lawyer what your plans are. Do you need education to retrain? Um, Is that, you know, part of what you're discussing with your attorney? If you're not working, maybe you can get some financial support while you get on your feet, get more education, um, etc. A lot of skills training are online right now um, as a kind of silver lining of the pandemic. So you can get a lot of the skills that you need from the comfort of your home. Uh, Second, you're going to want to do research on licensing, legal structures, insurance permits. You can work with a lawyer um, or you can, you know, research these things online. Often there are, you know, government agencies, uh, small business agencies, business banks that can help you set things up. Um, You know, contact your bank, local business associations and see if they have seminars. But it's really good to educate yourself. Um, and you want to talk to a lawyer and an accountant and an insurance broker to set things up, you know, get your tax obligations clarified, buy some insurance. And so, you know, you're going to want to make sure that you're setting things up right. It doesn't have to have a huge cost, um, but you will want to do the minimum to make sure that things are set up legally and that you're protecting your intellectual property that you're creating. A business plan. Do you have to do a business plan? Um, the, the answer is really yes. It doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be perfect, it's going to change a bunch of times, but you want to know where you're going and how you're going to finance things. Um, there's lots of business templates online. Don't agonize over this. Don't let this be the thing that prevents you from moving forward, but it is a good idea to have a plan on paper. Marketing plan. If nobody knows about you, it's really hard to sell stuff. So get some marketing help, you know. Um, I'm a big fan of bootstrapping a new business. You can use AI, but it is helpful to get, you know, wise seasoned people in the area to help get you on your way. And again, often through business associations, um, you know, chambers of commerce, that kind of thing, you can connect with marketing people for not a ton of money. And that can help you establish your expertise and get the word out about what you're doing. So it's a good place to start. And you need a reinvestment strategy. How much money are you going to pull out of the business? Do you have, you know, can you not take any money out of the business for a while as it builds? Do you have additional sources of income? Or are you going to have to um, use this business to make money? It makes a difference about how quickly you can grow, about how many helpers you can get to help set up your business. So it's a good idea to do some budgeting. If you are going through the divorce process and are working with a a CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst, they can be really helpful at creating a budget and some cash flow plans for you so that you know exactly what you have coming in and going out every month. And that can help you figure out how much you can afford to spend on your business. How does divorce impact entrepreneurship? If you owe your partner spousal support and were working at the time of separation, you may have an obligation to pay support based on what you were earning. So, you know, it's not the time to quit the business um, and decide to go on your own path because a judge may impute income for purposes of calculating child or spousal support. So you've got to talk to your family lawyer before doing anything. 
If you're receiving payments, um, sometimes that amount is clawed back if you make over a certain amount. So again, talk to your family attorney and your accountant to see how to structure things to maximize your settlement. If you really want to disconnect from your former spouse, you know, sometimes you can negotiate a lump sum payment without strings attached. But again, that's something that your lawyer is going to advise you on. If you're not yet separated and thinking of launching a business, you know, hold off until you've talked to your lawyer. Because depending on where you live, the profits of a marriage are split and you don't want ownership of your new amazing idea to be challenged by a former spouse. So just make sure to talk to an attorney before you're making any moves. Divorce can really be this really cool time to hit this reset button and starting a business is a really great way of forging your own path. Just make sure that you're talking to lawyers so that you're not, you know, tripping up the divorce process. And finally, and most importantly, there's the emotional preparation. Starting a business is not easy. It's exciting, it's fun, it can be really cool, but it's not easy. You know, there will be days where you don't make any sales, where you're just paying money out, um, where you feel rejection uh, over your you know, products or services. And if you've been married to a toxic person, your self-esteem might be low. You know, often when it comes to the point of being divorced, um, folks and women in particular, they've often feel really run down. There's the disappointment of the marriage not working out. And if you've been married to like a narcissistic type, you know, they've likely been undermining you at every step to bolster their own ego. So, you know, make sure that the voice that's in your head when making business decisions is not that of your ex. Support yourself, surround yourself with supportive people right? Licensed therapists, coaches, friends, family, other entrepreneurs, particularly entrepreneurs who've been through this situation. As you start to make, you know, small wins in your business, you'll find that your faith in your own ability will start to build. And it'll build in a natural and organic way because, you know, you're actually doing these cool things and they're succeeding. So that's actually a good way of getting over divorce is to start to have your own wins. You may be struggling with money trauma after divorce. A lot of people are, particularly if money was weaponized in your marriage. If there was financial abuse, you didn't have access to it, if it was used against you. And so you may need to reframe your story around money. Um, and if you go to processdesign.ca, I have a post on money trauma. You can find out more about that. So that's something that's useful because money trauma will impact, you know, your pricing, um, how you spend money in your business, your appetite to financial risk. So it is one of those things that you're going to want to be aware of as you're building out your business. Um, building a business is a really satisfying way to spend the post-divorce years. I highly recommend it as long as you go into it with your eyes wide open. And that way you can find that the entrepreneurship process can actually be very healing. So if you want more information about starting a business, particularly starting a business in midlife or starting a business after a traumatic event, head on over to processdesign.ca or processdesignconsultants.com. We have content. I have a free webinar for entrepreneurs on navigating uh, trauma and entrepreneurship. Sounds heavy. It's not. And I promise you'll get some great takeaway tips. And uh, until then, I hope you have a terrific week. I'll be back here next Monday with more information for good-hearted entrepreneurs navigating stress and trauma as they build out their businesses. Take care. Cheers. <music>